Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. As we've hit the uh, dog days of July in the quote-unquote NHL offseason, uh, I threw out a kind of a random off-the-wall question last week. Um, what sort of content should be in a hockey book for kids under the age of 15? I guess I'll go. Um, my uh, my answer is a basic written to you know kids level understanding of sports psychology, what they should be expecting from coaches, what they should be expecting of themselves and of teammates and and that sort of thing. And when would be especially when would be the appropriate time for like, you know, reporting abuse and that sort of stuff. I like it. Because, I mean, what's the one thing that all, like, preteens and teens are struggling with? Why do people do what they do? (laughs) How am I supposed to act? (laughs) It's like, well, okay, we can at least explain part of it in the sports sense, right? I mean, someone, please. So, there you go. What she said. Okay. I was just going to say physics. I kind of went two ways with it. I sort of took the young adult theme and said, hey, it might be interesting to have some um, stories from hockey players who were around, you know, what was going on with them around that same age, you know, life lessons type things. Um, you know, you, you, you take a Joe Sackick, right. And ask him, you know, what it was like, um, going and being billeted, you know, and, and sort of to, to Cassie's point, you know, frame it from a guy who has been there, done that. And what would he tell his 15 year old self type thing? And then you just get some, you know, gen whatever we're genning now people to, to, you know, to spice up the language <laughs> with a lot of yeets and Yeezys and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, just uh, <clears throat> that way you have a little bit of, you got a little bit of the historical aspect of it. You know, that season I scored blah, 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 you know, but it was really tough on me because I had to do this and this and this, and I didn't know how to manage my homework and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, I like the physics idea too. Yeah, physics you can you can reach out especially to you know young women in STEM, and you know you can explore cool concepts like the 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 mechanics behind how skates are designed or how trick shots actually work, and maybe most importantly, how reuniting two players who do triple low fives. Might improve your chances of winning. Hmm. I sense a transition somehow. <laughs> I sense something. A presence I've not felt since 2013? Yeah. Boy, that's that's um 
I'm in for the chaos. I'm not in for that. That's like $20 million of woof. <laughs> so by now, everyone, and I'm shocked to say, has probably played around on Cap Friendly since as of the time of this recording, uh, 4.07 Eastern Daylight Time on Sunday the 18th. Everyone's had a good, oh, six hours to play around with the expansion draft uh, tool on the website because uh, the protected lists were released. The league actually did it. They actually released the full list before all the beat reporters and national insiders could, you know, tweet out the mini lists. Unfortunately, no one from ESPN had a list out there. They they beat some of them. Some of them. I think I think um I think they I think some of the in, insiders had gotten to the C's in the alphabet before the uh, NHL released the full list. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't copy and paste the thing like like the uh, waivers list daily. Unfortunately, Man, they were just going through the protected list, which is a yawner. We we wanted the unprotected list. But I mean, you know, Twitter, it's like you can only put so many names in there. So I get it. But it's like, yeah, who cares who's protected? I want to know who's unprotected. <laughs> Give me the people that we, we can play around with on Cap Friendly. Come on. See, Cassie, that's the difference between an English major and a math major. I knew who was unprotected by looking at the protective list. Mm hmm. So does that mean my nine-year-old's going to be an English major because he asked to see the protected list by only looking at the unprotected list? Hmm. Inversion. Yeah, he but, just couldn't do it yet. But what if what if I am neither an English major nor a math na- major? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't even it wasn't even human uh, humanities major, so. <laughs> Yeah, well, who needs to major in what they already experience? Um, I will say this, and then I will let you folks carry on. I'm going to pour one out from my chaos. My Johnny Goudreau and William Nylander and Evgeny Kuznetsov. (sighs) NHL GM's letting me down again. Unless. Unless. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a peek. I'm going to offer the audience a peek behind the curtain. Right before we started the call, I posted this. GMs making stupid trades will guarantee success for Seattle. Otherwise, I think they're just kind of a middle-of-the-pack team based on the lists I've seen and kind of understanding at least Francis's, you know, mindset going into this. And then I posted a gift that said success is no accident. So mm. they'll finish second in the division. Somebody's going to do something stupid. Well, that's a given, but they don't need to do much to finish second in the division. Let's just back. That's a there. scary thing. That's a <laughs> scary thing. I, I went maximum chaos this morning. 
after Cap Friendly update. By the way, pour it out for Cap Friendly. Yeoman work. Oh, um, my God. And who's ever managing their server and keeping it up right now, just... Yeah. You deserve a vacation in two weeks. <laughs> whatever, whatever cloud platform they're on and had it set to auto scale, well done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it says a lot when you have a server-side rendered site. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but enough of the nerd talk. <laughs> um, I went Maximum Chaos and I drafted uh, a full roster, a full NHL roster. Right? I didn't even look for players that I could move to the, you know, I, I got two guys who are technically in the minors right now. But I also only have nine contracts after the first season of the team. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, wow. Nine? That's impressive. I only hit six. Yeah. Zucker, uh, Zucker, Everly, Gord, Austin Wagner, Gostas Bear, Dylan. Carrie Price and and uh, Burden McHale or McHale Burden, minor league goalie. Hmm. I had Kerfoot, Comfer, Matt Nieto because you got to pick someone from the Sharks. Apparently, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll I'll explain that logic later. Uh, there better be some logic behind some. It sounds like some. it sounds like the old Colorado Avalanche team. <laughs> Yeah, fancy that. Uh, got the spare Dylan and Dylan DeMello. I started doing it, and then um, I had like five players left, left, and I was already four million over the cap, so I just kind of abandoned it. At See, that point. so that's what happened to me. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to be reasonable, and you know, I just picked. Okay, what would make the most interesting team? And then I was at like 82.1 million on the cap. And then I realized Francis wants the the flexibility. So then I kind of hemmed and hawed and modified some things based on that. And thus Matt Nieto needed to be picked because I just needed another person with a contract for next season. That's the only reason he's on the roster. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. I worked backwards a little bit. Yeah. So, because originally I would have taken Curtis Gabriel just because he would go over quite well with the market. And being a Bonnie Lake boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I'm a, I'm at seventy four eight six million under the cap, and I took Carey Price. I saw that. So, Carey Price you posted on. Uh, yeah, go Twitter, ahead and feel. Yeah. Go ahead and feel free to call me a wizard. Um, but. Hmm. Let me guess. Your backup is a certain Finnish goalie from the Minnesota Wild. You are unbelievably correct. Okay. And I'm, who is your third a throwaway or not? Ah, uh, he's a, he's kind of a throwaway. He's a twenty. He's uh the Jets minor leaguer, which is where he's going to stay. You know. Mm-hmm. I got six point six million dollars of flexibility to play with, and I literally have two contracts in the minors right now. So I got 28 guys. And are any of those individuals throwaways? Well, um, I have 28 contracts for this particular season out of the 30, out of the 30 players that I selected. So I only selected two that do not currently have contracts. Hmm. One Patrick Marlowe, who I'm not going to sign. 
Okay, there you go. There's one. And Vince Dunn, who I'm going to talk to. Interesting. So the way the reason I did this is because for a couple of reasons. I, I can't believe I'm sitting here saying this. So I got 28 guys under contract. Um, pretty much all of them NHLs except for two. I can start flipping stuff for assets now. Brendan, hey, anybody want a Brendan Dillon? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Reasonable deal. Reasonable player. You know, I kind of don't need him because I'm going to sign me a Vince Dunn. So anyone, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. Hey, anyone interested in a Yanni Gord? Hmm? Hmm? Two-time Stanley Cup champion. Uh-huh. But, you know, the, the, the watching people like, oh, they're going to end up taking bad contracts. No, they don't have to do anything. <laughs> you know, I, <clears throat> as much as we want to kind of dig at Ron Francis for, for being um, dry, white toast, he's not the only one running things. Let's be clear. The people that are running things... Are, are guiding him. Yes, it's ultimately his decision, but I get the sense, I get the weird feeling that's not the way it's going to be, just him doing stuff. I think Mandricky and, and, um, God, I can never remember her name. Uh, Namita. Thank you, Namita. Are going to be able to say to him, you know, if we do this and this and this and this and this, say, like, you know, Christian Fisher and Kevin Sternland. You know, two guys under contract, both going to be RFAs the season after this, both reasonable, young play. You know, if they go with the Logan's run type mentality, right? Get a bunch of guys that are below 30, a year or two away from UFA, RFAs, then they keep talking about flexibility. Well, there is maximum flexibility. You would be a competitive team. You know, you you get a good you get a good defensive core. They don't have to be great. They just have to be consistent from one to six. And this is the only time you're going to be able to do that. And the next thing you know, the world's your oyster in three years, which is why I took Carey Price. I don't care about that contract. I'm six million under the cap and I've got, you know, eight contracts that need to go away anyway. So what do I care about that albatross of a contract? I keep him for three years, let him do a victory lap, be the PR, let him, you know, help Kockinen, see what we got in that Finnish goaltender from Minnesota who looked pretty good. The two of them can play AB by that third year, and after the end of the third year, I buy him out. Because I save a million three on the last two years of his deal, because it's only going to cost me nine mil on the cap hit, and after that it's two more years at six hundred k, and I'm still sitting under the cap. This team isn't going to Vegas themselves in five years or three years or four years. Oh no, no, no. Francis right. will not trade away everyone from his first draft class. No. Well, and not just trade them away, but trade them away to take on big contracts, right? In chasing a cup. 
you know, go get a Mark Stone, go get a Max Pacioretty, then figure out a way to sign Alex Petrangelo. This team is not going to do that. So every, I, I people seem to think that that's going to happen again. And I'm going, no, nope, no. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, they're looking at Vegas right now, thinking we don't want to do that. <laughs> exactly. You know, Vegas, Vegas. <laughs> I won't make the joke. Vegas has basically um, turned their their cap situation into a a, um, a BDSM club where they're just <clears throat> they're strapped down, taking a cat of nine tails from the league, <laughs> and and just you know paying for the opportunity to do it. No, God, no, no. So take the part if they want to take the price contract. Well, he's not a good goalie anymore. I don't care. I don't need him to be a 925 savior to get me to the Stanley Cup final in three years. I don't care. We need to be competitive, not great. And he's going to have a competent defense for the first time in ages. Right. As but well as Montreal paid this, played this past year. And they're still a little... Eh. Well, and it's not just it's not just a decor; it's forwards too, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, you're saying you're saying defense is also done by forwards? Okay, it's it, it, <laughs> oh, it, and it's not just when you're talking about Russian players. Yeah, Cassie, can you pan your camera down? Oh, oh, it's an ivory ivory soapbox you're standing on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good choice, you know. So pure it floats. Um, yeah. Take it. Take the PR for three years. Be a, you know, be an NHL, uh, a Batman 500 team for three years. You don't care. You get into the playoffs and see what happens. And right. this division 500 will get you into playoffs. So <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. You could be a Batman 500 team and probably be in the top two of the Pacific Division, at least for next year and maybe the year after that. Take you, can it. Win, you can win enough games in the regular season and the postseason and still finish with a worse record than someone who, you know, Finished first in their final. division and lost in the first round. Oh, there's that too. But things like that can happen. And and hmm. we'll come back to this. Carry price in the playoffs is a bit different. So just get in. And he doesn't need to be great to get in. And I'm not saying he's going to be great in the playoffs because this year could have been an aberration. You know, they could have had the whole win it for Weber type thing going. Which is all well and good. I don't I don't care. <laughs> you're not here to win a cup year one or year two or year three. You're here to be a Tampa Bay Lightning franchise or a early night. No, you can't do it with the early 90s Red Wings. You're here to be a Colorado. You're here to be what the Kings are looking to become. Build smart. Build from within. These don't, first, Don't chase the hot names. Right. These first two or three years are literally the only time you can do this with your franchise. So go do it. Go do it. They're not going to care about Price's contract in years four and five. He won't be there. I'm not going to, you know, we're not going to be a destination free agent city 
for for those big ticket you know those big ticket guys there aren't going to be pictures of Jack Eichel sleeping in, you know, a Seattle Metropolitan sweater when he's seven years old and wanting to come home to an $11 million contract. It's not going to happen. And Ron Francis, because he is dry white toast, is not going to go chase those guys. Do it. Do it for two to three years. The fans aren't going anywhere. They still have the newness. They're not going to care. Make Montreal pay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. Let yeah. me let me flip the question around real quick. Is it making Montreal pay, or is it doing Mark Bergevin the biggest solid you could hope for? If you're Bergevin. If you're Bergevin, it's both. It's because a win-win for him. Uh, it's a win-win for him if he ends up flipping Allen after the fact. It's kind of a PR hit for him because Price is well-liked in Montreal. They they have a thing with franchise goalies in that city that it never works out well for them when said franchise goalie is moved on. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Ken Dryden. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was going to say, it, but is he a franchise goalie if he you know has zero titles to his name? Sure. Why wouldn't well, he? Well, yeah. Because, I mean, it, it had... Franchise goalie does not mean like Stanley Cup winning goalie because those can those don't have those can be mutually exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. But what? he's he is well liked and the fans love him and he's been there for a long time. Sure, he's franchise goalie, and he's got the mystique about him, you know. Oh, he's not great, but once he gets to the playoff, you know, there's a reason why he still shows up in the, you know, NHL players lists and everyone goes fawning over him when the playoffs come because he's carried some pretty crappy teams to places they shouldn't have been, even in the regular season when he was younger. So that mystique is still around him. And, you know, Montreal loves their mystique. So... Is is it helping him by is it helping Bergevin by taking you know that that albatross contract away? Sure. Is it screwing him that he's only left with Allen and Caden Primo? Yeah, that's also true. Mm-hmm. And now he's got a defense without Shea Weber for the foreseeable future. So yeah, he's got a lot of money, but what's he going to do with it? And then on top of that, I mean. There's a lot of people who are there. There were a number of people who were saying, oh, you know, I'm sure Bergevin has a side deal with Seattle to keep Carey Price. And my thought was, I bet you Carey Price's agent has a side deal with Seattle to make sure that he ends up in Seattle. Because let's not forget, Carey Price played junior in, in Tri-Cities in Kennewick, Washington. His wife is supposedly from there. He yeah. he. uh Grew up in British Columbia North, so 
it's a long drive, but it's still family is still drivable to go see or come see them. You know, I mean, why wouldn't he want to go to Seattle? Get out of the fishbowl, start over around, you know, family and, around. And I mean, come on. And see, that's exactly what I was kind of uh, sitting there thinking, going, yeah, you know, the 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 home hooks are here. But you got to kind of wonder, too, if he might not be done with living as Carey Price in Montreal. I can't Possibly. imagine the onslaught in two languages that he has to deal with. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, they, there was, what was it, last season, season before, where, like, the media was going after his wife about something. I don't remember what it was now. Well, I vaguely remember there was an accidental announcement of um, her pregnancy. Right, that's what it was. Yeah, and it caused a massive uproar. And I felt so bad for John Liu, the guy who accidentally leaked it, because he had no idea that um, he had no idea that they hadn't said anything and weren't planning on saying anything for a while. Mm-hmm. So he, um, you know, he he basically mea culpa and and really begged for forgiveness from them. Um, but there's been a few other, you know, things too. Just, yeah, uh, you know, let him come here and be Mark Flurry. You know, Flurry was on his way out. He wasn't a great goalie, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, you get Flurry out of Pittsburgh and having to be the guy, or in this particular case, the guy that no one wants, right? Because his game has fallen off so bad, he can't even, uh, you know, can't even usurp a 21 year old who's not even playing for the team and was also exposed by Ottawa. Um, and look at him now. He's found, a, he's found a part of his game again. So I'm not saying that Carey Price can. He's got a history of injury, but I'm also, you don't know. It's 50-50, kids. So here's, here's my question with all of it is um, the only there aren't a lot of people involved with Kraken who are actually from Seattle, um, which is fine. Then that's not a complaint. It's just a fact. I'll and make so, a complaint later. Okay. Um, and so there are a number of players that are um, available for the expansion draft who have either played in the WHL and or the Seattle area or grew up in Washington state. And so how, how focused do you think Seattle is going to be about that? So like the question really comes down to Tyler Johnson, Yanni Gord, right? Or Andre Palat. <laughs> or, yeah. Uh. <laughs> there was surprise number two. I said there would be at least two surprises. And Carey Price was one, and Andre Pallott was the other one. Um, I was kind of hoping to be Nylander and Goudreau. But anyway. But, I mean, you know, it's it's the... Gord is the better player, statistically. Tyler Johnson's from Spokane, though. But he's still a good player in his own right. So, you know, what... 
do does does Seattle play how how much does Seattle play the local card versus the best available from that particular team, you know? So I don't think they need to go deep with it with playing that card, right? Because I, I I honestly think Vegas took Derek England just to say they had someone who was a Vegas resident. Right. And that's all he needed, right? Someone that was from the area type thing. Mm-hmm. And and sort of to your point, Pat, of why, you know, Dylan Gambrell. Um, take price. You know, that's... He's 34. He's declining. He's had injury issues. Great. That's why you also have that 24-year-old finished net minder behind him. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is the only time in history, in the franchise's history, that you can go play this kind of game mm-hmm. and not worry about it. You know, yes, it's an albatross contract on 31 other teams who already have a litany of other contracts. Like I said this morning, I know two things about Seattle. They have $0 on their cap, and if they take a $10.5 million player, they still have $71 million available. You know, <laughs> It's only an albatross if you surround it with other big contracts, and they don't need to do that. So, outside of price, in my experiments playing around with cap friendly for about two hours. The only albatross contract I'd say I added was a Mark Giordano with the full understanding. He's not on the opening night roster. You can flip him to some desperate Canadian GM later. Hello, Mark Bergevin. Um, But you're going to eat salary as part of it, right? I mean, because that's uh, the way I'd, Probably to gain extra picks, yes. Well, I without seeing, you know, if you don't take contracts from someone, that means nobody has any money. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's kind of the other area I, I kind of focused on was keeping all players under the age of hopefully 28 if possible, price being the exception, Giordano being the exception on, on my kind of preliminary list. So let me ask you the question. Is Lou Lamoureux calling Francis's bluff? On whether it takes Everly or Bailey? Yes. I that's one I want that's one I have a sneaking suspicion there's a side deal going somewhere. And I, I think there is forcing the pick to maybe be a Kiefer Bellows. Or a Del Cole. Or, or a Del Cole, yeah. Or Josh Hosang. I could see him being part of a package. That would be too much to hope for. Yeah. Well, here, um, don't take Bailey or Aberly. We'll give you Hosang and Dal Cole. Because I think they're I think they're iffy on Dal Cole. They don't know what Bellows is yet. Because they haven't he hasn't had that many NHL games. Mm-hmm. But I think they know what Dal Cole is. 
or have a better idea. So do that. And oh, hey, by the way, take Hosang. Now, could that be the Florida deal, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, don't don't take this guy and we'll give you Marsha So and Riley <laughs> or Smith. You know, yeah, okay, that worked out well. Mm-hmm. Or don't take this guy and we'll give you a Shane Theodore. Okay. Thank you much. I think there's one of those deals out there. Because I don't care what any of these pundits say. These guys aren't that smart to learn from what did or didn't happen four years ago. Hell, some of them aren't even the same people. Yeah. And also, they have bosses telling them, get rid of X. Yeah. Especially this this economy. (laughs) All right. Since you brought up Florida, two questions. Actually, a statement and a question. I'm so happy for Anthony Duclair right now. He gets his contract. He's protected. Preach. Preach. Mm-hmm. Staying in one place in a, in a good position if they can find or re-sign a second-line center. Oh, Do you think I, there's any seriousness to the idea of, of Florida or Chris Drieger being the pick from the, the Panthers. This is what. If I'm sitting in that chair. I've I'm already talking to these guys because I have the ability to talk to these guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to wait till July 28th. You OK with that? Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Sign you. OK, great. Yeah, You know, I'm sitting there looking at Colorado going, I'm going to take a JT Comfer. And Gabe, sounds like you're not too happy. Sounds like they're trying to lowball you because they got to look out for McKinnon and McCars deals coming up. And might be a little cap strap. Gabe, come on. We'll make you, you cap. You know you want to. Here's the pretty piece of paper. You, you know. know you want to, Gabe. We'll do seven at seven. Come on. We'll make you captain. Our jerseys are going to be sweet, you know. It's it's Scandinavian this, land. It's the best thing oh, outside of Scandinavia so, to be. Scandinavia, <laughs> they actually know something about what a kraken is. Right. They, right. they can uh, they can find you some lutefisk if you really there want is, it. There's a big, <laughs> huge Swedish community up here, and then you look at Florida and you go, Chris. Yeah. Okay. You know, if you don't take price, okay. Chris. You're coming up here. And we'll also take that Marcus Nudavara. Mm-hmm. Or, I I or I, I thought they might consider that they talked to Drieger. They seem to like him. You know, Swedish centers, a good second-line center, oh, might be yeah. helpful. Hey, Winberg, yeah. you look nice. You're still, you know, you've got a couple years in your prime left. Good, good cap number. Yeah, come on over. Well, look, we'll find you a place in Ballard. It'll be like you never left Sweden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am, as, as you could probably tell from, from my Maximum Chaos draft, I'm not wasting a pick on a guy I'm going to sign anyway who's going to yep. be UFA. I'm only doing that for an RFA, and I only did it for Vince Dunn. I, I, you know, I just don't like that imagery. Because I got a chance to get two guys. 
because it sounds like it kind of sounds like Florida isn't resigning him anyway. So then he can go to the open market, but I've got an extra week ahead of everyone to negotiate with the guy. It doesn't mean I have to pick him. <laughs> I can take that contract, shove it in a drawer, make my big announcements next, you know, this coming Wednesday. And then a week later go, here you go. Oh, and by the way, we've just signed Gabe Landis-Cog and Chris Dreger. Yeah. Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd only take a guy just because I had a gun to my head and I have to take someone off the roster. Hello, San Jose. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't a point to like, unless it is like a San Jose situation where there just isn't anybody that's going to fit your team model to like pick in the expansion draft someone who's going to be a free agent in a few days anyway. It's like, talk to them, like you're saying, Patrick, and, you know, see if you can work out a deal. And then when free agency hits, sign them. You're done. I mean, the only way I could see them not doing that and actually picking the player as a UFA is if they put themselves in a position cap-wise where they need to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like I said, I kind of hope I, I I hope to God they don't. See, that's the one thing that I, I am not thrilled with with this list that the NHL has up, which is what I'm looking at currently, who's oh, available oh, oh. and who's protected, is they don't have, like, they don't distinguish who the, the free agents are. Ah, uh, yes. I, I, I got excited and thought that the um, NHL.com writers put their roster together already. Ah, mm. oh, because I need a good laugh this afternoon. No, that'll be tomorrow. You'll get all of those tomorrow. <laughs> oh God, they're all scurrying. They're all mm-hmm. scurrying and cross-referencing and and checking evolving hockey and you know all those public stat sites to you know to see which one. You know, I've got three players. Okay, it's these. Which one's got the better chart? Okay, I'll pick that one. Not looking that the guy's like 30 years old and, you know, probably going to start on decline pretty soon. And I really want this franchise to Logan's run it, which is why I want nothing to do with Mark Giordano. I don't know why everyone's so high on him being the pick from Calgary. I want nothing to do with that deal. And it's not just the deal. I don't want anything to What are we going to do with him for a year? Just so long as they don't pick Nesterov, okay? Just don't do that either. I don't. Yeah, I would <laughs> hope they wouldn't do that. Yeah, that would no bad. I mean, I, I, I you know, oh, he could be a great leadership. Okay, why? <laughs> if a guy like, who's been in the league for like eight years already can't be a good veteran leader then what's a guy who's 35 going to do you know (laughs) not not just that but why (laughs) where where is he leading us to Uh, you know do we do we need (laughs) that big dominant captain in the room to make sure that we get first place no (laughs) 
play the deal you got in front of you, kids. And with uh, Ron Francis, co-captains is always an option. Right. Don't do it. No. (laughs) You don't like the part-time leader thing? No, it's either have one or you don't. Just... And Vegas didn't have one their first year, so why do you need a Giordano? You don't. You you only draft Giordano if you have a deal lined up with another team. To yeah, flip if you can flip him. Um, immediately. Like, you have that the paperwork ready to submit to the NHL. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, Just I like it. Carolina did that acquiring Trevor Van Reenstijk from Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Vegas selected them with the deal in hand for Carolina to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did that with a couple of guys. I mean, I get it. You know that. I don't want to eat salary unless I'm getting something back on it. And like I said, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I think they'd have to eat salary to send them somewhere. Is the roster freeze done immediately after the expansion draft? No, it no. does not. The window doesn't open up until I believe 10 a.m. Eastern Thursday morning. It's not, I guess that's your definition of immediate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I was well, thinking like Wednesday night, but like, it's like know, a 12, Thursday it's a, morning. It's a 12 and, hour window. And Wednesday night is only when the team is announced. I believe the team will actually be picked sometime Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Which, which is I, why I had Tyler Johnson announcing himself from Spokane. <laughs> Tyler Johnson and Dylan, they're can, gonna fly can Dylan he, Gumbrell up to Bonnie can Lake. he can he announce a trade in his best Gary impression? We have a trade to announce. <laughs> I guess you don't want to hear about the trade. <laughs> All right, since since we're bringing up Johnson, um, and given that you know. Rings in the room is something that's important. And and Francis is very much of that mindset. Outside of Tampa, there are not a lot of uh, former champions on this list. So what's the other thing a GM's going to do? Is Ron Francis going to draft a bunch of players that he knows already from his days in Carolina? Naturally. Well, he'll do that anyway. Just because based on the some some of the things you've talked about with your maximum chaos roster, Patrick, I'm not thinking that's the case. And I think it the, depends on how much how much influence other people have, how much to say other people have in what's going on. If it's just up to Francis, oh heck yeah, he's going to go with the guys he's familiar with. If it's if it's Cami Granado and Mandrecki and God, it just always goes away from me. <laughs> Namita. Namita. Yeah, I did it right. Woo me. If it you know, and and um uh the other people, you know, on the Bottle pro scouting and uh, old the chick pe- and yeah. The other people on the pro scouting side of things. I don't think it's I don't think it's the guys you know. I mean, I hope not, but I I, I, I can pray, right? But I mean, his job is still general manager. He's got the big foot. But I would like to think 
and hope and wish and all of those other nonsensical things that he is not going to be the same way he was in Carolina with that staff around him. Well, he has a staff around him. One. Yeah. Because it was pretty much just him and Tulski, wasn't it, for a long time? Oh, not even. It was it was him, Ricky Olchek, who did come to Seattle, and it was um Oh, why am I flashing on his name? Assistant coach in Pittsburgh, Mike Felucci. Oh, Felucci, okay. Who, you know, he ended up having to coach the American League team for reasons. So he has more people helping him out now than he did during his time in Carolina, at least in the early years. Okay. And and as much as we like to give them crap for being stoic old hockey men, I gotta say he built a pretty good foundation. He did. For having his hands. Yeah. The mistakes that he did make were minimal and probably because he was hamstrung. You That's know, what by bu- say. for budgetary reasons. Yeah, for for having you know both his arms tied behind his back and his shoelaces tied together, he did an okay job. You know the yeah the the Scott Darling thing was the swing and a miss. It was a gamble. Yeah, and you got to take them eventually. Well, especially in a market like that where you have no owner at the time that was willing to put in the money. And the uh, the weakness of the goalie market in general around that time. So anyway, I don't want to rehash the past. I just, uh, you know. <clears throat> so the referendum on not having any Seattle natives, Cassie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't even. We we, we got to go out of we got to go out of state to even hire our own beat writer. For this <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, Marissa's good. She'll give everyone their horoscopes. It'll be awesome. Well, so long as so long as Marissa understands that coming to Seattle and the caf, the the Kathy the Kathy capital means that you don't ever drink Starbucks, <laughs> we'll get along just fine. She'll drink Starbucks because she does because there's no Duncan because she is from or currently in the Massachusetts area. Um. I was going to say she's going to drink Starbucks because it's going to be in the practice facility. But it's going to be everywhere anyway until she realizes that nobody drinks Starbucks unless they're desperate. Um, right. Yeah, she'll keep drinking Starbucks and then she'll find some coffee shop like everybody does and that'll be fine. <laughs> so, but yeah. And great. Thank you. She's an awesome hire. You know, I I kind of disagree with you, Cassie. I don't think Jeff Baker was angling for that that job. Yeah, I think so. I thought he was. No. Well, he, but doesn't he? From my outsider's perspective, aren't they both going to be on the beat? But he's going to be, she's going to be doing the day to day. He's going to be more of the columnist and do the you know long form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what he was driving for. More than anything, I I always keep doing what he's doing. Yep, and I always got the impression from him he did not want to be on the road. You know, Mm. I I don't want to be the guy slogging you know road trips out. Not that I'm sure the Seattle Times is going to send Marissa on the road constantly, but we'll see. Okay, 
Yeah, so, you know, Ryan Clark will straighten her out with the Starbucks thing. He's from Tacoma. That's right. Mm-hmm. He'll straighten her out. The, the athletic got it right, you know. Hire someone from the area, you know, let's go. All I, all I, I want to know when JT shows up with the kids and the wife. <laughs> I want to go send a welcome basket <laughs> on, on the Browns, you know, driveway. Not, not freaky stalker style. <laughs> like, you know, UPS them a welcome basket. Give them the tour. Give them the, the, the Washington born tour rather yep. than what everyone else look at. Ignore that Ferris wheel. It's not part of the city. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I offered I offered Marissa, but I, I don't think she's going to take me up on it. So <laughs> let me give you the lowdown on how it really works there. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, so everything we just said will probably be irrelevant by the time you listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. It depends on whose agents are, very, are feeling very talky, I guess. Well, if it's a Darren Ferris client, you know it's coming from Darren Drieger. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it's a Russian client, <laughs> who knows? It'll probably get translated and telephoned three different ways. Yeah, I'll show up in some Moscow like newspaper. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Moscow, did you hear about Sergey Fedorov? New coach of CSKA. Mm-hmm. Still don't know why his number is not retired in Detroit. <clears throat> oh, because um, uh, the owner still has uh, that last name. Yeah. A dying man's last wish, apparently. Can't put that aside, can they? Nope. It was a good offer sheet. Amongst other things. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) So, it's it's dawning on me. The Kraken roster is just going to be a WHL showcase. Is it? Is it not? Well, that's kind of what I was getting at when I was sitting there saying, asking about whether they'd be picking up like guys from this, you know, born and raised in the state or coming from the WHL. It's, I mean, if you start looking through like people who are available, I mean, if you, if you didn't play in the Western or U.S. division in the WHL or the C, yeah, yeah. The U.S. Right. division in the WHL, that's going to be just like everybody and their dog. And I'm not going to say it, but a NCAA hockey player being the lone exception. Yeah. I'm not going to say that thing that the guy who hosts the NHL entry draft for ESPN says. Hmm. And that's why Jake Bean will end up getting picked. Not Rod Kogutis? No, well, Jake Bean's the one nepotism pick for for Francis. Ah, I see. He picked Bean. He's a WHLer. He's from Calgary. He's young, but he does need a contract. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. That's one of those, you know, that'd be okay with that pick. Yeah, there'd be no complaints there. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, does does he take Hayden Flurry then, too? Oh, I had him take Flurry. Just based on the contract. He's cheap for next season. That's exactly it. And he's still an RFA after that. Mm -hmm. So. And his arb rights may not mean much, depending upon what other defensemen they select with in front of him. Bingo! <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I, I forgot to say that. Yeah, um, all my RFAs, only one of them doesn't have arbitration rights. And, that's, <laughs> and it, the one that does is Vince Dunn? No, that's this year. This year? Oh, yeah. the following season. See, The I, following season is Julian Gauthier's the only one that doesn't have arb rights. Yeah. Mm. And he's a tweener. Yeah, he is. Which is fine by me, you know. Q all, he's, it's, you know, 775, Q all him at a million if he's any good. Be done with it. Um, I did take Jacob Zaboral from Boston, though. Interesting. Kind of like the way he played. Francis is going to write the thing that Boston wronged back in that infamous 2015. Was it 2015 draft? The one where they had three picks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> the same pick or the same draft where Francis selected Bean and Gautier. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might have to relitigate that draft next offseason. Uh, we are. Everyone walked by Matt Barzell. <clears throat> and now they're regretting it. <laughs> Although I don't know how mad Matt Barzell's is right now that his playmate is was left unprotected. But yeah, I, I I said it on Twitter and I will say it here. This is a promise to anyone and everyone listening. I will buy a Jordan Eberle Kraken sweater, an authentic one. If he is on the roster day one of this franchise, that is the only way I will buy one. <laughs> I mean, he would be my front runner. My my hope for Tyson Jost to ultimately got protected, which makes me yeah. happy for the player. Um, but if they pick Carey Price, I might do it just for the sheer <laughs> hilarity. Oh, God, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? It really would. Yeah, uh, see, I, I my, mine are much less certain. I would do Tyler Johnson, but probably it's going to be Yanni Gord, although they might do a side deal for Johnson later. I don't know. but um, Or Gabe Landeskog. Yeah, Gabe, Landy, Gabe, Landy would be cool. Yeah, he'd be awesome. Especially if he's captain, it's yeah. like okay, I, yep, I'm taking that one. <laughs> you know, and I don't think there's any way Landis Cog lands here and doesn't get the C on day one. Yes. You know, if if that comes to fruition, it's a big F. You know, his stuff still in Denver. Everyone, you know, he's had a long history there. I get it, but. They, if they hardball him enough to try and, you know, because they know Makar's going to cost him and McKinnon's going to cost him and Byram's going to cost him at some point. Um, 
if they try and cost control him too much, that's the only way I can see him walking. And I, I think the captaincy will be one thing that is definitely out of Francis and um, Haskell's hands. I think they will name one. That'll be a PR move. Um, a bit. If they get the right player, like if they get yep. a Landeskog to a lengthy contract, um, you know, more than four seasons, I, I think you can, you know, write that in ink. Otherwise, you just throw it on some guy who's going to be here for a year or two, like a Brett Ritchie or someone. Hmm. Someone that's been around the block a few times, but, you know. I, I don't know. Yes, I did. Or, 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 or a, a, a Jordan Eberle. I He's not the ideal... He is not the... Quote unquote is, captain, but is this the Milan Hayduk era? Oh, uh, don't, don't, so don't. soon, <laughs> right? You're, you know, you're is, hurting me with I, that. No, I hey, I have a Milan Hayduk sweater in my closet. I loved that man as a player, but after Sakic left, what the hell were they going to do? You know, no foot, no Sakic. He he was just minding the ball. and that's that's exactly it. So you know, anyone they name captain who's not. Gabe Landeskog. That first season is literally just going to be the Milan Hayduk era captaincy. <laughs> or, or did they go all Minnesota Wild and rotate it around? Because that's oh, always God. kind of fun. No, I think I think they go. I think they go with a bunch of A's and then decide mid-season who should get the C. <sighs> but I'm I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. But I hate a bunch of A's. It's all we need, Landeskog. Right. <laughs> Get it done, Ron Francis. Look, mm-hmm. in my expansion draft, I gave you room, okay? I you gave you it. room. I gave you $6 million and a couple of players you could flip instantaneously to clear the rest of this space to go get Landeskog. Go get him. There's a quote on Twitter yesterday. Somebody had said that that Francis went through hundreds of or created hundreds of expansion draft rosters. I'm like, why didn't he just read everybody else's? (laughs) So why doesn't he just read yours, Patrick? That's what I'm saying. Oh, I forwarded it to him. Oh, good. (laughs) But keep in mind, he is still a hockey man at heart. So, you know, you can't outthink a hockey man. Well, you can, but they it's very. I was going to say it's very easy to outthink a hockey man. Yeah, it's very yeah. hard for a, a hockey man to outthink himself. You can't think down to a hockey man's level. It's really yeah. hard because they'll beat you with experience. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you also don't know the ins and outs of everyone he knows, so you know it's kind of hard to figure out who he's going to hire next if you don't know everyone he knows. This is true. Yeah, okay. I think we've I, I think we've wasted everyone's time enough. <laughs> oh, Post, postulating and conspiracizing, which is something we don't normally do, but had to do it. Well, I mean, everyone else is, so we got to be like the cool kids. Yeah. Just once. I mean, everyone else is going to spend time overanalyzing the. Was it a three-way deal between? Philly, Nashville, and Vegas, or no? Yes. But no. 
you know? It's one of those. <laughs> it was it was sort of like the Mike Hoffman deal, right? Ugh. Why can't we just say this is a three-way deal? Yeah. On Wednesday, I want to see a four-way deal. Let's start playing some four-dimensional chess. Are you really into this whole polyamory team thing, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm thinking golf, threesome, foursome. But then that leads you to the polyamory thing. Right. There's this. no way around it, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You can try and sidestep it. It's like trying to get around Zidane Chara. Yeah, mm-hmm. have fun. <laughs> Look, I have big reach. <laughs> um... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Question of the week is how out of date will this podcast be by Wednesday yes, afternoon? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially since not only will we have the expansion draft, we'll also have had the, the entire entry. entry draft. Yeah. Where there's gonna be flipping of players and picks and things. So 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 perhaps I could throw a not outdated question in 24 hours based on the moves you're this general manager just made who is going to make the biggest mistake in free agency um jim benning is exempt from this uh, oh damn it you and your rules damn rules must be a parent or something okay everyone in for the fantasy draft nobody gets Gretzky (laughs) (laughs) this has been the 3b3 podcast follow us on twitter at 3b3 podcast we're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees